Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All right, kiddos, headlines right here on Softy and Dick on a Friday afternoon, brought to you by our friends at Buddies, Goodies, and Glass. It's always, and I mean always, 420 at Buddies, baby. There's the deal, man. The Mariners making a plethora of moves today. That would be eight total as I try to turn off my FaceTime there, uh, including sending Jared Kelnick to AAA Tacoma. Steven Souza Jr. has been called up from AAA and recently acquired Mike Ford for a report to the big league club. Saints have reached agreement on a four-year, $19 million deal with first-round pick wide receiver Chris Olave and the Cowboys signing five draft picks today, including their first-round tackle, Offensive lineman Tyler Smith. And speaking of the Saints, they've also apparently, according to Jarvis Landry himself, are set to sign Jarvis Landry to a contract. Uh, Raiders are sending Braylon Edwards to Atlanta for a fifth-round draft pick. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy released on bond today. His attorney said the judge stated there was not probable cause to believe there was a threat or use of any physical force against the victim in his case. And Milwaukee up three games to two on Boston. Game six in Milwaukee at 4.30 tonight. And Memphis at Golden State. Uh, Grizzlies blowing out Golden State in Game 5 at one point led by 55 points. I think a bloodbath is coming tonight, but the other way around in Golden State in San Francisco in Game 6 at 7 o'clock. Don't forget, jump on the web, go to 933kjr.com, get the venuekings.com quote for the card quote of the day on the Softy and Dick page right now. At some point between now and 7 o'clock, we'll ask for the 93rd caller at 286-9595. If you're that person and you know the quote, you will win. You think we're going to win? You're not because your dad works here, but somebody else will. <laughs> 250 bucks to VenueKings.com. So grab that quote off the website and then keep listening. Let's get to fun with audio right now. It's now time for Softy and Dick's Fun with Audio. Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy, Mr. Garoppolo. Presented by Body Armor. More than a sports drink with potassium-packed electrolytes, antioxidants, and no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Now, let's have some fun with audio. All right, by the way, we are awaiting the official decision from the Pit of Stupidity board, Dick. We are winning for the decision. On who the board blames more for the current situation with Jared Kelnick. Do you blame the mayor? For me, you're rushing him a little bit too soon, or do you blame the player himself? And so far, five to three in favor of the Mariners. Blaming the Mariners okay. more than Jared Kalnick. So I guess it's case closed. The board overall will blame the Mariners. Only question is, will it be a 5-4 vote or a 6-3 vote from the POS pit of stupidity board? And they say the M's, on average, are more to blame for Jared Kalnick's struggles than Jared Kalnick himself. Who's more to blame for us, you think? Me and you or the radio station or our parents? I mean, somebody's got to apologize for all of this right Well, here. I mean, it was a radio station's decision to put us <laughs> together. So, like, we will blame the Mariners. We that's will right. also blame 950 yeah. KJR. Actually, 93.3 yeah. KJR. We blame 950 KJR because that's exactly yeah. who put us together originally. Nobody told you to put us on the air. I mean, it's, you know, we didn't put a gun to your head. You yeah. just did it. You know, there's <laughs> no real data that said it would work, so it's your, your problem. All right, have a little fun with audio, Dick. You ready to go? Yes. What's that, Dick? Let's start, by the way, with our friend Jim Moore. Oh, that's 
right. Our old friend Jimmy Moore, co-host of the Puck and Jim Show from 10 to 1 on Monday, he was recording a video when his son Steven hit a home run for Issaquah in a 4-3 win against Skyline. Jim posted his reaction to Twitter, which included some <laughs> naughty toilet talk. Stevie, let's go. Keep this thing going. Get the pitch count up on him. Come on, drive it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, go ball. Go ball. Get out of here. Yeah! Hey, right, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Go Coons, baby. Let's go. <laughs> am I am I wrong in saying that well, I know that. I mean, look, obviously we're no Kook fans here, but that's the funniest part of the whole thing. That's the best part of the and whole thing. He found a way to throw in Go Kooks at his celebration for his kid. And we asked the Pitta Stupidity Board, by the way, a couple days ago, uh, if they approve of uh, Jim Moore's language or if he should be giving us POS slap on the wrist. And for the most part, the board had his back. They did, and but we we found some new information out yesterday from a little birdie that uh, would know the situation. Really, that, that uh, Jim Moore was actually placed in a area of the stands where he was not really supposed to be yelling. Ah, wow. So that's some additional information, uh, almost like a press box-esque type yeah. area. No cheering so, in the press box? No cheering in the saying? press box, Dave. So no he cheering. violated two rules. He violated uh, the decorum of the media, <laughs> and he also violated the decorum of a proud parent supporting his son, while other proud parents are supporting their son. That's I'd right. like to be that pitcher's mom oh, if you're God. sitting next to this clown. Are you kidding me? You know what, though? The best part about Jim Moore is why I love Jim Moore. Because Jim Moore could not give a damn. I'm just old and all. cynical and burned out in all those things. About any of that. We had him on the air a couple days ago talking. He said, look, guys, I'm 60-whatever years old. I'm out walking my dog. I don't give a crap. Okay? And I, you know I what? I want to be that guy. I'm That's heading my that, hero. I'm heading that direction, and when I'm in my 60s, yep. God willing, I'm going to be just like Jim. He I want to be just like hero. Jim Moore. All right, Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? Did you hear that? Hear what? On Monday night, Joey Zanaboni. Is that his real name? Joey Zanaboni? Joey Zanaboni. Play-by-play voice for the Fredericksburg Nationals. Washington single-A affiliate team called a go-ahead home run that gave the Nationals a 6-5 lead oh, you'll like this. in the final inning. 2-2 to VP. And oh. he sees one high, deep here. Right field. Could it be? Get out of town. <laughs> Lock it. Cock it. Rock it. We suck it. El Vice Presidente. Wow. Read a Dostoyevsky novel in a scented candle kiosk. Let's get lit. We got to have that guy on the air. Oh, my God. Was he speaking Italian he did during little, that thing? He did some A scented candle kiosk? He did some Russian. He did some Dostoyevsky. Um, oh. That is awesome. He did some uh, Spanish, El Presidente. You know what? I don't everything. I, we don't do this very often, Jackson. Can I hear that again? One more time, please. Hit it. I want to hear that again. Hit it again. One more T2 time. Two to VP. And oh. he sees one high, deep here, right field. Could it be? Get out of time. Lock it, cock it, rock it, we suck it. El Vice Presidente. Read a Dostoyevsky novel in a scented candle kiosk. <laughs> Let's 
Get lit! Let's get lit. Am I right? Did he say lock it, rock it, cock it, yeah. restock it? Yeah, lock it, yeah. cock it, rock it, restock it. All right, that's yeah. a drop, first of all. Yeah. One of, like, six in that call. That is, You know what? That is exactly what Fun With Audio is all What's about. What's that, Dick? Right there. That is exactly why we do this segment. So, so that, that clip, I feel like we should have played that last because yeah. all, all of this stuff is going to be just like, Matt, there's no way we can top that. Is there? Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? What's that, Dick? Uh, let's go to... Four. Yeah, do four, four right after good. Four, four is right four. Four. Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, but I, 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 I skipped two, though, didn't I? Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to two. Okay, right, here's four. Last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime to send the series to a game seven. Here is how the winning goal sounded on Lightning Radio with Dave Mishkin on 970 WFLA. Back across the Toronto line. Hagel with the left circle. Hagel put it in front. Kalorin shoots, save me. Rebound point. You know what would happen if Terry Ryan was engineering that broadcast? I was broadcast, just thinking about Terry Ryan. Does it make uh, any sense? It does you're, not. You're popping. You're in the red. You're in the red. Will you stop yelling. I mean, are you kidding me? The guy almost blew the mic, for God's sakes. That is awesome. We need more of that stuff. Absolutely need more of that. I want you, by the way, just thought of something, Dick. Okay. Uh, when's your next Storm Game broadcast? Uh, Wednesday. Saturday's on ABC, so I don't do that. So okay. Wednesday. All right. So Wednesday night. And you pick and choose your spot, obviously. If it doesn't work, doesn't work. Some point during the game, I want you to yell, lock it, rock it, cock it, restock it during the game. Because you gave us the three. I gave you the three. By the way, please tell me we have that on this list. That better be on this list. Yeah, Jackson I have not looked at this list, and that call by you better damn well be on this list. Jackson's in charge of compiling the list. I just oh. get him certain audio calls. So, I, A, I don't know what this is. B, Were you Dick, gone? why didn't you send it he to me? He was gone. He was gone. Oh, he was So gone. we played, was it a goal from the Sounders-Pumas game, the Spanish call? Yes. And the guy did the whole goal thing. Really? And so we asked Dick to see how long he could hold that for, and it was like 13 seconds. <laughs> wow. Before he had to take a breath. It was like amateur hour. I started laughing. So I told him, I said, <laughs> next time there's a big three by anybody with a storm, I want you to hold the three call, right? Three! And I did for him. Did. And he did it during the game on Friday. <laughs> How do we not we, have that we on need the that air? Audio. We need that audio. Believable, man. I'll send you it to what? you. You can play it coming back in the next segment. There we that? go. Do I have to do everything around here? I, mean, uh, I was gone. So. Dick, did you happen to hear that? Oh, what's that, Dick? What's that, Dick? In the first inning of Monday's White Sox loss to the Guardians, Chicago right fielder Gavin Sheets dropped a fly ball that allowed Cleveland to score. Chicago analyst Steve Stone reacted to the air on Bally Sports. Shocking to me. There's a ball hit toward right field. Sheets coming in. Drops oh. the ball! The Guardians will score first as Quan comes home. Into second base is Owen Miller. Are and you just <laughs> simply botched it. It's a very catchable ball. Just what right he, over the air. He just... Right over the air. Well, I mean, the perfect drop would have been holy sheets, right? I mean, that <laughs> exactly. would have been the perfect drop uh, there. And yeah. instead, he just decided to swear. Andy Sheets. Remember Andy Sheets? Sure. Yeah, wonder if guy, this is his kid or something. That guy played like sheets. <laughs> it looks terrible. It's just been one sheet show after another. <laughs> so many things you can do. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely... But I don't know. I, I, I feel like people... Don't you feel like people are less offended by that stuff now than they've ever been? Yes. 
You know? I do. So why not just have like an internet only feed? Each brought each team has an internet only feed. Yes. Where you can do whatever you want. My kids have heard more swear words on television in their first twelve years of life than I did in my oh. first twenty. No question about it. Because all I watched was cable, right? You couldn't swear. You know, I didn't have like HBO. I just had like the basic cable, right? No Nobody swore no on showtime. basic. No Showtime. No, no HBO. No, uh, no, I had no, no movie uh, channels at all. No, no uh, Red Shoe Diaries. No, uh, no. Scr- Scrambled Playboy. None of that stuff. Well, it was well, like last everybody had Scrambled Playboy, right? I hope so. <laughs> it was I like hope last night. Last night at Buckley's, right? Puck had his son there, right? Oh, yes. God. And, and the language was usual for all of yeah, us, right? Coming from his son. And, and <laughs> yes. Not me. Yes. Right. I didn't hear. Did he, did, this, did he join the fun? Are you kidding me? He texted Softy some very PG-13 texts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How about that? And his dad's like, I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> hey, Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? Did you hear that? Hear what? Last weekend at F1's Miami Grand Prix, oh, or Grand Prix, funny. Sky Sports reporter Martin Brundle thought he was interviewing Patrick Mahomes, but he soon learned he was actually talking to former Duke basketball star, Paolo Banquero. This is crazy. I've never been to an F1 race. This is this is spectacular. It's amazing to be allowed right in the middle of the competitors just before the race starts. Yeah, now you can see they're locked in. It reminds me of myself. Uh, the real focus. Okay, it's not Patrick. That's why he ignored me in the beginning. But what is your name, sir? Paolo Banquero. Right, okay. Well, I thought I was talking to somebody else. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he kind of does look like Mahomes a little bit, a little bit I guess. Yeah, he's like six inches taller. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're Martin Brundle, you're covering the F1. Yeah, you have no idea what's uh, going on. You got on. no freaking clue what the hell's happening. <laughs> and in his defense, somebody may have told him that's Patrick Mahomes. Maybe. Go get him. And he walks over there and he's talking and realizes, yeah, this actually isn't Patrick Mahomes at all. My question is, why not just continue the interview and then just walk away? And, I mean, did he say on the air at any point in time, it's Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to go get him? Yes. Because he did. Okay, got you. All right. So he had no choice then. So how did he he find out it wasn't Mahomes? Did somebody tell him in his ear it yeah. wasn't Mahomes, yeah. or did he figure it out? Yeah, he had a he had a, a thing in his ear that so some of the, one of the producers probably got and said that is not Patrick. Oh God, <laughs> who are you then? Uh, Paolo, my Caro. Awesome. <laughs> that is so funny. Hey Dick, did you happen to hear that? that did mean? you hear that? Hear what? Uh, last weekend on the NBA on TNT, Charles Barkley outlined a specific way that NBA stadiums and teams should handle heckling fans. I've always said, hey. We could put an end to all this stuff. Some of this stuff these fans say, let's take them right down the center court for five minutes. <laughs> I've always said that. Some of the crap they said to you, hey, let's give me five minutes to center court with them and to say, you ain't going to press no charges. Nobody going to get it. No, and no, ain't nobody going to be sued civilly. Say what you just said to me right to my face right here for these five minutes. I'm going to beat your ass, beat the hell out of you. <laughs> take you five minutes? Oh, no, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to beat them up quickly. I'm going to jab them a little bit. Then I'm going to lay the haymakers on their ass. Well, obviously, I hear you, Foreman. <laughs> Charles Foreman. In a real world, in a real society, you know, other than a gladiator. That no, we purging people. It's not happening. We're purging people. Wow. God love Chuck. He want he wants he wants old school cheaters justice. You yeah. can have the hammer, you can have the money. You can't have both. That's what do right. you want? That's right. I mean, I would I would watch that. 
Well, so this you, was in reaction to Chris Paul's Chris Paul, right? mom yeah. getting right. bumped by What a happened fan. with that, by the way? I, I don't know the full story. I just know that there was they were harassing her, and then Chris said that it got physical, that, that hey, you bumped my mom. I mean, right. it's one thing to say something to my mom. It's another sure. thing to bump my mom. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't yeah, have I'm, any – I haven't seen the video. Like, is he exaggerating? Did somebody just accidentally bump into her, accidentally put their hands on her, you know, try to – or was it was it like you know somebody's actually being a jerk about this whole thing? Right. I would seriously. I, I would hope that's not the case. But I tell you this, man, it's in no more ever in the history of the NBA than right now are players complaining about fan behavior all over the league. Mm-hmm. Right. With these idiots in Minnesota running out to yep. protest what they thought was Glenn Taylor killing a bunch of chickens in Minnesota, and you know taping themselves to the backboard or gluing themselves to the court. You know as well as I, if this crap continues at some point, and all it takes is one, somebody's going to get hurt, like really hurt, and something bad's going to happen. So I don't know where the NBA is going with this. They can't set up any kind of a uh, you know partition there because that's one of the reasons why those people spend all that money on those tickets, to have that kind of access, right? right? To have right. their feet on the court. There literally is no league and no game on the planet where fans have that kind of access. Well, and we found out where that started, didn't we? Jerry Buss. Yep. We found out in winning time yep. where that started. There Jerry was no Buss. courtside seats until Jerry Buss. And it, 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 it makes them millions of dollars a year. Uh, all right, let's get one more. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Actually, we got time for a couple more. Which one's the best? Let's go seven four? and eight. Seven and eight. Nets general. Uh, I'm sorry. Dick, did you happen to hear that? What? I did. Did you hear that? Hear what? Nets GM Sean Marks explaining this week how they're handling Kyrie Irving and other roster decisions this offseason. We haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it would be unfair for me to comment on you know, how it looks with, with us and Kyrie because, to be quite frank, he has some decisions to make on his own. I think we know what we're looking for. You know, We're looking for guys that want to come in here, be part of something bigger than themselves, um, play selfless, play team basketball, uh, and be available. And that goes not only for Kyrie but for, for everybody here. Oh, so he's basically ripping Kyrie. Yeah, he's been, and that yeah. goes for everybody. But right. uh, you got to be available. You can't play for sure. yourself. But that sure. goes for everybody. Well, I mean, at some point, <laughs> the whole vaccine thing is not going to be a problem down the road. Um, but obviously, for the Nets for this year, it was a problem, and you can argue it cost them maybe a chance to win the NBA title with yep. the way yeah, that he wasn't available. So he's got to do what he thinks he's got to do. But at the same time, everybody else has a right to react to whatever he does. And most people think he's a clown. My my problem with the Kyrie thing. From from the start is that this is a guy who had no credibility to begin with already. Wasn't he the guy that said the earth is flat, dinosaurs never existed, blah, 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 all these idiotic theories, and then he's the guy that's going to carry the banner for this? I mean, if it was somebody else, you know, I I don't know. I mean, even Durant, for God's sakes, whatever. But the guy had no credibility to begin with already, so he was coming from way behind the pack. He looked like a freaking idiot. Well, it's not the type of person you want carrying your causes. You know, if, if you were agreed with him or what right. have you, he's right. not the guy you want carrying your flag for. Uh, are you hoping that Phil Mickelson defends his PGA Championship title from last year? No, I'm not. Okay, not going to happen. He just withdrew. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not going to take part in the PGA Championship. That literally just came down. Let's get one more. Nick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? Did you hear that? Uh, hear what? Last night after the Sixers were eliminated from the NBA playoffs by Miami, center Joel Embiid evaluating James Harden's performance and how he's played since Philadelphia traded for him from the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden 
um, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been, uh, as all of us, uh, could have been more aggressive, uh, all of us. Oh, if now. he's saying that in public, what's he saying uh, in private about James Harden? I just, I don't know, man. There's something about the curse of OKC. All three of those guys, Westbrook, Durant, Harden, all at one point were together, and they all disperse, and all three of them have had their issues. All, all three. Absolutely. All three have had their issues finding their way. All right, we got one more clip for you, Dick. All righty. Did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? Did you hear that? Hear what? Last week, Seattle Storm made their <laughs> debut at Climate Pledge Arena against Minnesota, right? Last Friday? Yeah. Is that correct? Who's this three ball from right here? Sue Bird. Sue Bird hit a three, and Dick Fain, as we requested, gave us the call that everybody has been waiting for, the soccer-style goal. <laughs> and he just watched that three ball hit that thread and just let that three hang in the air like a true pro. Check it out. Sims with a minute left, lobbing it into Sylvia Fowles. Seattle on the push. Three on two, Bird. She's got Ezzy on the right, Jewel on the left. She's just going to call her. <laughs> you got to get bigger lungs, man. You got to get some more capacity in there because you were even struggling to get that out. You're riding the three. Well, I, you know, it was at the end of kind of a long sequence. Oh, was it? Okay, and gotcha. Then I thought, gotcha. And, then right. I, and then I thought like, oh, this would be a perfect time to extend it out a couple of seconds for softies. So I just, hung, I just hung on to it yep. for a couple yep. extra seconds and then pretty yep. much ran out of ran out pipes. You know, it's the years of smoking, Dave, that, exactly. uh, that the, uh, yeah. hurt, my, hurt my pipes Cigarettes, there. cigars, yeah, exactly. all that stuff that you used to do back in the day, <laughs> you dirty, dirty bastard. Well, I love the fact that you did it, and I just think it shows that people that think you're full of hot air, not maybe as much as we thought. Because I think you can do better than that. I really, Everybody has a starting point. That's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. starting oh, yeah. point. But I want you to be known for your three-ball call. The guy in soccer, whatever the hell his name is, that started that whole thing with the, with the goal. Yeah. You can be that guy for the WNBA. I mean, nobody's even tried it. Do I want to be yes. that guy for the yes. WNBA? Or do I just hell want to yes. leave it to no. the soccer guy? No, you want to be that guy. Right. I say you want to be that guy. <laughs> Uh, we're going to break. we got a lot more to get to, including Paul Klee from the Denver Post. He'll join us on the air and talk about the Broncos and Russell Wilson against the Seahawks in week one. Big news in the golf world, man. Phil Mickelson not going to take part Ooh. in the PGA Championship. We'll discuss that. NBA playoffs are hot and heavy, and the Mariners made a plethora of moves, including sending Jared Kelnick to AAA Tacoma. Uh, we'll get on all that next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Hear us anywhere, anytime on Alexa or Google Play at Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM and on the iHeartRadio app. Now back to Softy and Dick. All right, back here at the Emerald Queen Casino, the MGM Sportsbook, man. Friday afternoon, this place is popping at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. NBA championship odds are on the board. Long shot is Memphis at plus 5,000. Favorite Golden State at plus 220. Got baseball wagering, basketball wagering, hockey wagering. We got the whole thing, baby, here at the MGM Sportsbook at the Emerald Queen Casino. I have not been to every sportsbook in town that's popped up, but I would put this one up against any single one. One and guarantee it's nicer without even seeing the other ones. Well, I'm pretty sure it's bigger, right? Don't we know for a fact be. that yeah. is the biggest has one in the Northwest? Yes. It yes. is yes. so nice. And it's got a Vegas-style casino and a hotel and restaurants and us. I mean, my God, what the hell more do you want? Well, so, and it's 18 minutes from our house, which is very, like, that's yes. just a freaking yes. bonus that uh, we didn't even ask for. They just gave to us. Well, I'm trying to figure out why, though, there's so much traffic going through Fife getting down to Tacoma. Can you explain that to me? No matter what time of day it is, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 5 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock in the morning, there's always freaking traffic going through Fife. Why is that? It's because they've been doing construction on I-5 by the Tacoma Dome for like a decade, and so far it hasn't made any improvements. What are they building? (laughs) There's freeways that are being unused Ah. right now. They're literally like lanes that they're not done with, and so everybody kind of gets squeezed into these two little lanes before they get to that exit over there. I don't get it. There's always traffic. It's ridiculous. Like Even even when I'm the only car on the road, there's traffic. It's freaking (laughs) nuts. So how about Phil Mickelson, dude, withdrawing from the PGA Championship? uh, Still has the U.S. Open, the Open coming up later this year to play in, but, I mean, there were uh, uh, no reason apparently given. I have no idea why he took off. I mean, he was all set to play uh, in the PGA Championship, which would have been his first event right back yeah, after yeah. kind of stepping aside. Some say secretly suspended, a la Michael Jordan, David Stern back in the day. But I don't know. I was looking forward to watching him play. And I'm sure people that had tickets were looking forward to watching him play. I've always kind of wondered what kind of reaction he would get from the galleries when he's out there for the first time since he popped off about Saudi Arabia. But I don't know. He's done. And we don't know why. Well, I, I'm wondering if he had a, a private conversation with the PGA Tour, and you know, you can. It's it's one thing to declare yourself in the field, yeah, as a, because you have qualified as an eligible player by being right. the winner of last year's PGA Championship. But I don't. It is the PGA's event, so the PGA could quietly go to him and say, "Listen, this is they'd rather have you not, not play? good for us. You don't not think good they for want you. the guy playing? Really?" <sighs> You think the PGA Tour would rather have Phil Mickelson not there? Because the Masters made it clear that he was invited to play in the Masters yes. and turned it down. Yes. I don't know. Is I mean, they're getting they're getting Tiger, they're getting Scheffler, they're getting everybody else. Did they, I mean, is with all those other guys, yeah. how much is Phil really going to move the needle in a positive well, direction? He may yeah. he may move the needle, but not necessarily in a positive direction because he is just so going against the PGA in this uh, in this LIV tour. I think he moves the needle this time because it's his first event back, right? I mean, don't you want to be that tour that gets him for the first time back, right? Like Tiger for the first time back or whatever. Yeah. And I think if he had played the Masters, it wouldn't be as big a deal. I think Phil Mickelson is a draw. I think when people see him on TV, they stop, they watch him play. But I also think it's a much bigger deal when the guy's playing his first event. He's playing the first event since he walked away from the game of golf after he ran his mouth about Saudi Arabia. I think whoever that tournament is, whoever that stop is, that gets him for his first event back, that's going to be a major news story for sure. 
We are going to have uh, Bob Herrig on, the great longtime Sports yep. Illustrated golf writer. He's going to join us at, on Monday at 6 o'clock. All right. And he has just written a piece as of an hour ago. I haven't gotten a chance. I just pulled it up. I haven't gotten a chance okay. to uh, to read it all yet. But I'll do some investigation and hopefully have a better idea for you why he's not uh, not coming out. But we'll have an in-depth conversation with Bob on, on yeah. Phil, on yeah. Tiger, on, on the whole PGA Championship coming up on Monday. Well, what did he – what was the – and again, this, this Saudi Arabian thing, I mean – Greg Norman said something the other day about it, about that writer that got killed. He said, yeah, people make mistakes. Right, and people <laughs> like, are just obviously hammering him for that. I, I don't know why, unless these guys just don't care, which is certainly possible. It's certainly possible Phil doesn't care. It's certainly possible Greg Norman doesn't care about the reaction. But if they do care about the reaction, there's just no need to even say anything because you're not going to win. Right? I mean, people Something are so reactionary. controversial. There's just They're nothing. They're so judgmental about what comes out of people's mouths. They're so quick to react. So whether it's controversial or not, somebody can twist it and turn it into whatever they want, and something goes viral. I mean, what Greg Norman said was, frankly, in my opinion, stupid, really stupid. What he said, I actually had more of a problem with what Greg Norman said than what Phil Mickelson said, to be honest with you. But, again, That's fair when you're trying to convince the entire world to embrace this thing, I mean, there's a ton of guys that are playing in this thing, right? In the Saudi back thing. Yeah, uh, 18 or 19 of the top 100 in the world. I I don't even know if anybody has talked about this. I mean, Norman made comments, Mickelson made comments, but there's a bunch of guys that are playing that haven't said jack squat. But I think we're seeing those guys, because the PGA has made it clear, I mean, do it at your own peril. And I think this, the guys that we're going to see play are going to be the Sergios of the world, the Lee Westwoods of the world, the guys in their 40s that can live without playing on the regular PGA Tour ever again. And right. just, you know, right. just playing in the majors, just playing in the masters. Well, where explain Augusta to me how that play. works. Don't they have contracts with the PGA Tour, right? Like, they're obviously members of the tour. They play on the tour. They can pick and choose some of the events Correct. they want to play in. They have to play but in a certain they, amount of events. Aren't they contractually obligated if they're going to play golf as a professional, they're doing it for the PGA Tour? Or am I wrong about No, because that? they play in European. Like, Sergio Garcia plays in a ton of European events. They don't right. just have to play on, on the PGA Tour. Okay, and do they have to have exceptions from the tour to play for those events? Are those other tours? Like, is that something that's pre-approved? Is it is it bargained? Is it already in ink? Is it in the contract where if you play, here's the events you can play, here's the events you can't play, and maybe the Saudi thing? I have no idea yeah. what I'm asking you. The only thing I know is that they, they try to schedule the events where if, if there's a big European tour event, it do, it's not concurrently played with a big PGA Tour event. Right. So you'll have the the big European tour events that'll be you know kind of at the same time as some of the the podunky ones on the PGA Tour. So if those big European players want to play, they'll just play like Rory all the all the time right. plays in those right. over there, and then he comes over here and and fulfills. There's a, a minimum amount now of tournaments you have to play in to keep your tour card at the PGA Tour. But the PGA has released the statement. Here's the quotes from Bob okay. Herrick's piece. Okay. Quote: We have been informed that Phil Mickelson has withdrawn from the PGA Championship. Phil is defending champion and currently eligible to be a PGA Life member, and we would have welcomed him to participate. 
We right. wish Phil and Amy the there very best and look yeah. forward to his return to golf. So uh, yeah. this was completely his decision. Totally his decision. Well, that's pretty big news in the world of golf. The other big news today, Jared Kalanick uh, getting sent down uh, to AAA Tacoma. Uh, Kalanick was hitting in 123 games in the major leagues, 142 strikeouts. And, and that's really my – you know, that, that to me is almost – are you looking at how how hard balls are hit? You know, is he getting robbed? Is he putting the ball in play? Yep. I mean, he's, he's whiffing a ton. 36 strikeouts in 30 games in 96 plate appearances this year, 142 in 123 games. And I guess the question is, how long is he down there for? And what do they have to see to bring him back up if he hits 350 for a month in Tacoma? Is that enough to bring him back up? The other problem that Kellnick's going to run into is there's a bit of a logjam right now in Seattle in the outfield. I mean, somebody at some point was going to get pushed out. And it may be Hanniger because of his injury. It may be Kalnick because of the way he's swinging the bat. But between Jesse Winker and Julio Rodriguez and Kyle Lewis and Mitch Hanniger and Jared Kalnick, I mean, that's a lot of guys, man, for three spots and then rotate one guy in to a DH role. So I wonder in some ways if the Mariners are kind of breathing a bit of a sigh of relief because Kyle Lewis may be ready to make that return soon to the major leagues. I would assume he goes to center. I would assume Julio goes to right field and Jess Winker becomes your everyday left fielder with Steven Souza maybe backing everybody up out there. With Jared Kelnick now out of the mix, there's a little bit less of a logjam up there. I, I think so, and I think Souza's an interesting name. I mean, he's a guy that you and I talked to at the beginning of the season. He was a great interview when we had him on, and he's had oh, some success. Awesome. Yep. success. When he was with Tampa Bay for those three years, he was a good hitter. I mean, not a great hitter, but he was a good hitter. He was a mid-700s OPS guy. He had uh, 16, 17, and 30 home runs in his three years in Tampa Bay. Right. This is a guy that, you know, at 33 years old, he's nearing the tail end of his career, but could give you – it wouldn't shock me if, if they put him out there every day or almost every single day, particularly against – you know, mostly against left-handed pitching, but occasionally against right-handed pitching. And he gives you some, some pop for three or four weeks until – Kyle Lewis is ready until you decide to bring Jared Kellenick back. Well, he was all set like three or four years ago to be a star, and he just got derailed with the injury. He was like Roy Hobbs. I mean, seriously, the guy was on pace to be a really, really good player, and then things kind of went to hell in a hand bucket. So we got that going on. Paul Klee will join us from Denver, talk about their reaction to Russell Wilson and the Broncos coming up here in week one of the NFL season. Honestly, I want to ask Paul, what, what, what does he expect out of Russell? Does he expect an MVP caliber quarterback? Does he expect a guy that can carry the Broncos to a Super Bowl title? What would be a success if they win a Super Bowl, if they make a Super Bowl, if they make the AFC Championship? What does Russell Wilson have to do to justify that trade for Denver? And then don't forget, uh, we have our VenueKings.com quote for the card contest happening right now. Up on the website, what's the website again there, Dick? 93.3kjr.com. Check out the Softy and Dick page right there at 93.3kjr.com. Grab the quote, and when we call for it sometime between now and 7 o'clock, be the 93rd caller with the quote, and you will win $250 to VenueKings.com to use on whatever the hell you damn well please. Get the VenueKings.com quote for the card right now on the website, on the Softy and Dick page at 933KJR.com. We'll do that coming up. Paul Klee, 5 o'clock. little stats are for losers too, baby. It's 6 o'clock tonight right here, live from the Emerald Queen on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio KJR. This is Textimonials. LOL, semicolon parentheses. Take it away, Dave Softy Mahler and Dick Fain. All right, back here live at the Emerald Queen Casino, MGM Sportsbook, baby, hanging out till 7 o'clock. We got the bar, we got the gambling, we got the food, we got the booze, we got everything you need. It's the happiest place on earth, man. <laughs> I love it. It's the love Disneyland it of Tacoma? It's Disneyland for Dave. Disneyland yes. for Dave is what it is, and that's why I'm here today, because it's awesome. So we got the uh, Game 6 of the Eastern Semis about to begin you wager on that, NBA champions, uh, wager on that, Mariner baseball, hockey, the whole thing. Uh, coming by the MGM Sportsbook at the Emerald Queen Casino. Hang out with us, and you will not be disappointed. Trust me. All right, 49451 on the Telemore Dude text line. Lots of stuff to get to, man, when it's game time. It's ton of time. Jackson, what do you got? I heard the Moose is retiring. Ooh. That opens a spot for Kelnick. Is that oh, true? The Moose is wow. retiring, or he's making it that. funny. He's making a fight, trying to make it funny. Oh. No rim shot for the guy back there. For God's sakes, that was a pretty funny deal. That was not bad. Deserving of a rim shot. <sighs> I don't think it's that. It's a lame joke. Should yeah. we retire the Mariner Moose? That actually brings up a fairly interesting conversation. Which is what? Get rid of the Moose? I mean, he may be the reason. How long have they had the Moose for? Oh, you know? well, he was there in 95. I know that. Okay. So... They, so they won with the Moose, but they haven't won Jack Squat with the Moose since 2001. Yeah. It wasn't much before 95 that they brought the Moose okay. around. I'm trying to think what else consistent has been. What, what was created after the 2001 season? Like maybe even starting in 2002. Right, like did they did they hire somebody that we don't know about that should be fired now? Mm. What happened in 2002? That has been consistent since the Mariners have not made the playoffs. Find out what that is, and whatever it is, get rid of it. Okay, <laughs> the, the Moose started ninety. Okay, he's well, been around twenty-two years. Not the Moose's no, fault. No, wait, then. thirty-two years. Can't Holy blame the smoke. Moose. I, as much as I'd love to blame the Moose, can't blame the Moose. All right, what's next? I blame the Mariners front office. Ooh. They were desperate to excite the fans and to put the bad media of the former co-owner behind them. He didn't have enough at bats. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're you're desperate to excite the fans with a guy that you thought was going to be a really good player, right? I mean, if they knew that Jared Kelnick was going to come up and stink it up, then they wouldn't have done that. They they obviously thought they would bring him up and he would perform, but I don't know. I mean, do you think? I mean, people have these conspiracy theories all the time about the Mariners. Do we think that Jerry Depoto either a did not have total autonomy over that decision, or when he made the decision, he was factoring in marketing at the same time? I don't think he was factoring in marketing, but... Because if the answer to the first question is yes, he has total autonomy, then he brought him up simply put for baseball reasons. I mean, look, it's possible they brought him up too early. It's also possible that he would have had the same damn problems he's having right now if they gave him an extra 100 games in AAA. Who knows? Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're we're never really going to know 
whether them bringing him up when they did actually contributed right. to him struggling. Like exactly. The, the Russell Wilson thing, we're going to know. We're going to know if this thing works or doesn't work in Denver. Right. I mean, right. the, the, we're going to have an answer, and that's right. the great thing about it. We're not going to have an answer on Kellenic. You're saying we don't know crap. We don't know crap. That's what you're saying. <laughs> All right, what's next? The Mariners' inability to bring in talent, evaluate talent, or develop talent is why they are the Mariners. Wow. They can't bring in talent, they can't develop talent, and they can't evaluate talent. Well, that's a talent. To be 0 for 3 in that regard? I mean, have we gone from Rodriguez to Rodriguez? I mean, that's how many years? To over 20 years right. between developing, drafting and developing an all-star caliber offensive player. And well, that's you wouldn't put Julio yet in that category, right? You wouldn't put him in a rod no, category No, but I yet. think we look at him and we say, we say that looks like a guy that's going to be an all-star. Looks like it, but he's got a long way to go. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, I'm not even sure if people thought that A-Rod was going to be A-Rod when he first came up and he was on deck when Edgar Martinez hit that double against the Yankees in 95. He was the number one draft pick, and there was certainly hype about that. But, I mean, the guy, you know, steroids or no steroids, one of the greatest hitters I ever saw. At shortstop, yep. for sure. I think he would have been a Hall of Famer without the steroids, for crying out loud. But, I mean, look, this is the kind of stuff that people are going to say about the franchise until they start proving people wrong. Right. When was the last great all-star player, consistent all-star player, that this franchise developed from their own minor league system? And it was, offensively, it was Alex. Yep. Pitching-wise, it was Felix. That's it. They've had two in 27 years. It was stupid, That's right? Come on. What's next? Aloha from Kia, Hawaii. Aloha. Softy and Dick. Jared looks stressed out and pissed off all the time. Send him to Hawaii to meet some folks with the yeah. Aloha spirit and get a permanent attitude adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he needs is a trip to, to Maui. Jared Kellnick needs a trip to Waikiki Beach, and that'll set him straight. I mean, Honestly, like what what would you do with this guy that they haven't already probably tried? They got this who's the pudgy guy, Andy McKay, right? <laughs> the the sports science yeah. dude, whatever his name is. I mean, he's that's why he's there to get in the brains of these guys. And sometimes it's just like they can do everything they can do. Other franchises would do everything the Mariners have done, but if the guy can't handle it or doesn't have the wherewithal or the chutzpah or the talent to handle being a major league hitter, what are you going to do? I actually think we've been through three iterations of Jared Kelenic. I think we went through the very brief, I'm the man, kind of cock of the walk, in the Jared minors? Kelenic. No, when he when he first first okay. came up, All right. that didn't last very long because when you're hitting a 100 or under 100, that's not going to last very long. And then we got the the long stretch of the angry Jared Kelenic, the throwing of the bats and the you know the fr- the massive frustration. Yeah. And then I think recently we've almost got into the deer in the headlights resigned. You know, not even swinging at one of four pitches. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. in the last yeah. game and strike, and we've got into the oh my god, it's like spiraling out of control. Jared Kellen. Well, he's trying. He's just got so much stuff in his head. It's like you know, he's got this voice here, this voice there, that voice here, this voice there, and I have no idea if that's the case or not. I'm just saying that's what it looks like. Right, because we've all been there in games like golf when you have 18 different people, you're watching 15 different coaches on 15 different YouTube channels, watching all these videos, yep. reading all these books, and you got too much crap in your brain. Yep. I've been there, you've been there, we've all been there, so I have no idea what's going on with Jared Kelnick, but he looks like that's what he's going through right now. It's also possible that we're just making way too big a deal out of all this stuff, and guess what's possible? He's not that good. He's just not that good. 
He's That's not very, that good. We've seen plenty of guys tear up the minor leagues that can't do it at the big league level. It's possible he's that guy. Let's hope not. Very What's possible. next? I want to see Russell get hurt, not Ooh. injured, hurt. Hit Ooh. hard where it causes pain, but uh-huh. nothing to keep him from playing. Yeah. As Clubber Lang says, prediction, pain. Yeah, I just want a little nagging injury. That's all I want. You know, I mean, just something that just affects his arm motion or his arm slot or whatever, you know, his wrist action. You know, something that just kind of nags and, you know, doesn't really, you know, lead to him having as much zip on the ball. I got no problem with that. That's fine. Well, it would be nice for once, and because one of the great things that we loved about Russell Wilson is he just never took a clean shot in the number. Like, he never took it. Like, can we plant this guy right there in the middle of the three on, like, the 40-yard line on his back? I mean, can we hit him (laughs) once really, really hard? And like the texter says, have him get up, and he's adjusting his – you know, his chest protector, and he's like, looks like he's, you know, kind of working yeah, that wing yeah. a little bit. Let's yeah. let's see a little bit of that. I just want to see the Hawks just get after him, right? I mean, I, I want to see the Hawks play that game like they're playing a guy that did not want to play with them anymore. Yep. Because that's what he is. Yes. Right? That's and exactly what that's he is. And I hope that's the talk in the huddle going in in the defensive huddle. I hope that's what Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs are saying when they're leading that jump, jump, jump before the game. I mean, if you and I are doing a radio show and we end up seeing a guy, you know what it's like? It's like the uh, the fight scene from Anchorman where all the different TV crews get together. Yeah. And it's like, that guy's got a trident, right? And they just start going after <laughs> each other. Wes Mantooth, uh, Ron Burgundy, all the different news crews are all going out there getting after each other. And you're in the parking lot and you see a guy that used to work for your radio station, but turned your back on you and went to work for the rival. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. He literally said, I don't want to play with these guys anymore. I want to go do something else. This isn't good enough for me. And so, you know, I don't know. Will that mean anything to them? Probably not. All right, we'll get a break. Paul Klee, columnist from Denver, is going to join us and talk about their reaction down there to Russell Wilson coming back up here for week one on Monday Night Football next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.